Psalm 134. The general theme of this psalm is bless the Lord. It's something that we say when we understand the goodness of God. Uh, that's from, I believe, John Phillips. I forget who said that. I didn't write that down. But uh, bless the Lord is something that we say when we understand the goodness of God. In these three verses, we look at the <clears throat> giving of praise to God. We look at the receiving of blessings from God as well. But just as John said a moment ago, it's, it's, all, about, it's all about God. Even the receiving of blessings uh, is, is really about God still. Uh, but let's read the verses. It says there in verse 1, Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord, the Lord that made heaven and earth bless thee out of Zion. So we see here these three verses, and there's typically you could read through this and zip right through it and just kind of move on to the next next thing afterwards. But like I said, I want us to look at two two ideas in these three verses. The first one is giving praise to God. Uh, and we see in the first part of verse number one who's supposed to do this. It says, Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord. This is a Christian's uh, responsibility to give praise to God, uh, to bless the Lord. Uh, it is for those who have experienced Christ, for those who know Christ, for those uh, who have Christ within them. We are servants of the Lord, and all of us are supposed to bless the Lord. The Christian tends to, especially uh, in the modern day, look at the world and think, man, they're supposed to be honoring God. The reality is, is that God's told us the world's not going to honor God. It's just not going to happen. Would it be good? Yes, it'd be great. It'd be wonderful. Uh, but really, the responsibility to give honor and praise to God is to the Christian. Well, when are we supposed to give praise to God? Well, you'd say, well, all the time. Sure, I agree with you. The second part of verse 1, though, says, which by night... Stand in the house of the Lord. Uh, the idea here of, um, of, of in time of quietness, there is, um, if you think through the house of the Lord, which is the next point, but uh, the house of the Lord and the idea of uh, possibly the priest being in there and, uh, and if he's there at night, um, he's alone. It's very quiet. It is not the normal time for corporate worship or corporate praise. And it is the idea of individually, um, when you are in a time of, of non-corporate setting, you're still supposed to give praise to the Lord, still supposed to bless the Lord. Um, and, and it says there in, in the sanctuary, a verse, verse, end of verse 1, uh, there in the house of the Lord, um, the, the idea here is in, uh, if you're there at night, uh, you're alone, it's still not a time to sleep. It, it's a time to wake up. It's a time uh, to, to understand where you are, to understand who it is that you're worshiping. And so there is this time of praise that is to be given to God outside of the normal setting of corporate worship. Outside of the, the day, the busy moments where people are coming through and, 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 and working through in the Old Testament time where they'd be coming through and, and offering up their sacrifices and then the priests would get to work and they would do all these things on behalf of other people and helping and, 
and all these sorts of things. But the, this verse kind of gives that idea of the you personally. You're a servant of the Lord. Uh, you're by yourself. You are in a place of worship, which the reality is, is wherever we are is a place of worship. But the idea of, of, of be aware of, of where you are uh, and, what, uh, um, and who it is that you're supposed to give praise to, you should always have that ability. You should always have that willingness to give praise to God. And then in verse number two, it starts off uh, with this phrase that is in the independent Baptist world, very, very secret. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Oh, no. Hold on now. Don't do that. If I scare somebody off, right? Uh, that's what happens anytime someone lifts their hands. Did you know that? If you're in a church and someone lifts their hands, it goes, Ooh. and then it goes back down. I'm kidding, of course. Um, I think. Let's try it. No. Um, lift your hands. What? Well, well, We've seen, you know, we've seen people lift their hands, um, and depending on the churches that you've been in, maybe you've not seen a lot, maybe you've seen it a whole lot, um, where people lift their hands. Uh, oftentimes when we think of lifting our hands, we think of it palms up. Um, it's not always the case, obviously. There's different ways to, to lift your hands. But in this case, the idea of lifting the hands, it's, it's, it's lifting the hands that are empty for God to fill, uh, lifting the hands that are useful for God to equip, uh, and lifting hands that are willing for God to use. And so the idea of <clears throat> offering to God your hands, uh, lifting, lifting your hands to him, again, you know, I always grew up, and I don't know why I thought this, I was never told this, um, but always kind of viewed it as a showy kind of thing in church. Oh, that person just wants to be seen. So here we are singing, and they got, they got a hand up, you know, and they're singing, going, you know, having a good old time, just oh, put your hand down. Reality is, is um, the Lord moves, and sometimes that's, that's the reaction. That's just what it is. But when you're talking about in the Bible time specifically, and I think it could and should carry over even to today's time, the idea of lifting up our hands to God for him to fill, for him to equip, and for him to use. When, uh, when I'm in need and I ask God for need, I expect him to give because he says that he will. Um, at the same time, if I'm giving my empty hands to God, he's not going to just fill them, he's going to equip them. Equip them to help others. Um, equip them to accomplish his desires. And then if I'm asking and I'm seeking and I'm willing to be used of God, then God will take those hands and he'll use them. Not just equip them, but use them. Equipping and using are two different things, right? Equipping is giving me the tools to use them, uh, but him using them, and we're going to talk about this some on Sunday, so I don't want to give too much of Sunday's message away. Granted, Sunday's message is not written yet, but, um, but it's, it's there and it's there. It's right here. Uh, but uh, the idea of, of the, the giving to God my vessel that he's created in me to fill, to equip, and to use. And in doing so, that gives praise back to God. That is, bless ye the Lord. Uh, that's what it is. And that's available uh, when I'm available uh, as well. And then verse number three brings us into the second topic, which is receiving blessings from God. But like I said at the beginning, even in receiving blessings, it's still not about me. <laughs> 
Even in me receiving blessings, it's not about me. It's still about God. Verse number three, the first part of the verse. Uh, the Lord hath made heaven, and, that made heaven and earth. Uh, that's who we're supposed to bless. That's who we're supposed to praise. Who God is has everything to do with me receiving blessings. The fact that God is the creator of the universe, uh, the Lord that made heaven and earth, is the reason why I receive blessings. Now, yes, I receive blessings when I'm obedient, um, uh, but ultimately I receive blessings because of who God is. And it's interesting because it's an area that I continue to grow in, but um, it's just not something I've heard a lot, uh, at least I don't remember hearing a lot. But sometimes we think about, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust does corrupt, nor thieves don't break through and steal. And we're told, lay up treasures, lay up treasures, lay up treasures. Why? Because you're going to receive a great reward. True. <laughs> what am I going to do with that great reward? I'm going to give it to God. It's, it's not about me. Now, as a human, I can let that get into my mind and, and, and let that detour me from serving God because I'm selfish. Well, I want blessings. And listen, me giving God reward will be a blessing in and of itself. A, a, a blessing that more than likely we can't comprehend just yet. But the idea that, that we get told, do good, do right, obey, receive blessings. And I believe that to be true, and I believe the Bible teaches us that. It's still not about me. I shouldn't do good to receive blessings. I should do good to obey God. And God will bless me. As a matter of fact, if I'm doing good to receive blessings, there's a good chance I'm not going to receive that blessing. Because I'm doing good for the wrong reason. And so we look at the idea of receiving blessings. Well, we're blessing the Lord who made heaven and earth, and he's the one who blesses me. And the only reason why I can ever receive a blessing is because of who God is. And where is God? Verse number three, bless thee out of Zion. The idea of understanding of that God is already in his eternal place, his eternal throne. He's everywhere, I know, uh, but he's in his eternal place. Uh, his eternal throne. And from that throne, he hands out blessings. From that throne, he guides uh, us. From that throne, he, um, he, he watches what he already knows that goes on in this earth. And from that throne, he is there already. And so when we look at receiving blessings from God, as think less about the blessings and more about the God. It changes the way we act. It changes the way we live. It changes the way we do things. It changes our motivations. Uh, it changes our outcomes in many ways. Because our mind then is on what it's supposed to be on. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What do you think Christ Jesus' uh, mind was on? He tells us all throughout his life on this earth, my father Yes, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. His mind was constantly on his father. I'm here to do my father's work. And throughout his messages and throughout his times with his disciples, throughout the times where the religious people were trying to trap him, he constantly brought up my father. 
And so if Christ is our example, then our mind should be on our Father, should be on God. We should give praise to God because of who he is. We should give praise to God because of who he's made us. Uh, We should understand that it's not just a corporate setting that we're supposed to give praise to God, but in our own private time as well. We're supposed to lift our hands to God and seek him to fill them, to equip them, and to use them. And then when we look at the idea of receiving blessings, may we begin to look at the idea of who's giving us the blessings as opposed to the blessings themselves. And listen, God gives us so many blessings, and it's easy to, to we could write them down. And I'm sure if we started, okay, everybody, tonight we're just going to go through the blessings of God, and we could get through several pages of writing down, depending on how big you write and all that kind of stuff. But uh, get through several pages. The reality, though, is all those blessings that God gives us still are not greater than the God who gives the blessings. And so we have to change our minds. We have to... to put our minds on what God desires to put our minds onto, to follow Christ's example with it, and understand that the Lord who made heaven and earth is the one that's blessing me. And that's what's special, not the blessings. Um, And may that help focus us uh, onto what we're supposed to be focused on and, uh, and maybe help us in our selfishness to draw out from ourselves, to empty ourselves of ourselves, uh, and to fill ourselves with God. Uh, that we'd be more excited about the God who gives the blessings than the blessings that God gives. Lord, help us, help us to have the right mind. Uh, Lord, help us to have the right spirit, the right heart. Uh, Lord, we know the importance of, uh, of our actions and our decisions. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you'd help us to be able to see who you are. Uh, Lord, that we would be able to get past the smallness of the human mind And Lord, understand the bigger picture and see how just great you are. I know that that will help us. I know that will motivate us to do more for you and to do better for you. So Lord, I pray that you would help uh, and and impact our hearts to be what you want it to be. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Can you go stop that recording, please? If you got your prayer